Hello, mate. Hello, darling. It's been a couple of minutes again. We're bad at this, aren't we? I mean, I think this is the most bad at this we've ever been. Yeah, I would say the only time we've been worse than this is before we launched the podcast. <laughs> that was, yes, that was the most significant gap prior to this gap, I think. Yeah, yeah um, that was the uh, the longest break we took was before <laughs> the idea for this show came about. Whoops-a-daisy. But I think, you know, it's been nice. We've we've done some life in between and we've just let this nag in the back of our minds as a consistent thing where we've let our friends down and not engaged with them in the way that we initially promised to. Yeah, that's all. I mean, that's all it is. Yeah. So it's nothing serious. It's just disappointment. Exactly. Which, let's be honest, bro. I think, I mean, that's certainly how I was raised. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, that is in my skill set. Don't mm-hmm. you worry. So, hey, if you need a disappointment, I mean, I feel like I'm here for him. You can, you can support me in being disappointing. For... I'll probably let you down, to be honest, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is season six, episode one. Let's get it. Animus. I've missed that song. We've, we've got such a different setup today that I was actually living in fear that at the end of the song it was just going to play again. That we're just going to be like, <laughs> ready? Let's go again, guys. It's so good. <laughs> uh, what I'm going to try and do now, and this is the bit that might go wrong, is I'm going to try and put on a music bed. Mm. Oh. I'm going to have a little loop and fade. Let's just see if we start hearing things. So, we're proper, like, proper there it is. radio DJs now. Yes. My Alan Partridge cosplay dreams have finally come true. Mm-hmm. What I'm worried about, which didn't happen before when we had these kind of, like, chilled out music beds, is now that we can hear them, we're going to end up being like Daniel Picard. We're not going to be excited about anything. It's just going to be really chill. Yeah. And really relaxed. And speak exclusively in little bursts. Shatner style, I like it. Oh, we have wonderful taste. Have you noticed that before? <clears throat> yeah. yeah. I would say the best taste, to be honest. It matches my tastes better than anything else yeah like whenever i hear stuff that i like i'm like yo that suits me down to the ground yeah i'd be friends with me i'll be (laughs) honest uh i whiffed it i I silenced all my personal stuff and work was like (laughs) you thought you finished 45 minutes ago (laughs) bastards live and learn (sighs) so how are you yeah yeah i'm doing really good i'm fucking knackered but for all the right reasons how about you darling i'm all right it's been it has been a bastard of a day but not not really in a bad way just in a time hasn't been on my side i kind of was like a very productive day Mm. i was very focused i got everything done that i needed to do and yet it took the day to do it (laughs) yeah and um yeah i just kind of no matter how much time i thought i had i didn't Mm. um so so uh, getting here on time for this was 
by the skin of my teeth. But we're here. It's been a it's been a productive day, and boy, do I love a well ticked list. Oh, how many things you ticked off today? Oh, so many. Where's my phone? Uh, the only thing I do you know what? I actually think I only had. Technically, one thing I left off. The other two thing was works, work stuff. Right, right. But I kind of, I put all the work I have to do this week kind of on the list, and then if I get it done ahead of time, that's fine. Yeah. So I've kind of, I've got enough for a busy morning tomorrow, and a quiet afternoon. Cool. That is good going. But yeah, it's been it's been a bit of a mad rush of uh, of of work stuff, which is good. It's a wonderful thing to have. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but it just caught me off guard. Indeed, indeed. I am. Um, oh. You talk about ticked lists. Um, oh, I love me a tick list, man. I live for ticking stuff off. So I. Um, I don't know how anyone. I don't know how anyone goes through their day without what is essentially a step-by-step set of instructions yeah. for the things you need to do. Yeah. If there's not, if there's not boxes to fill in. Although I do find that sometimes <laughs> I'm like that uh, tick list item has moved from today to tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, frequently um, I got myself a nice new uh, like planner so Ooh. new year new planner this is from um, it just says hobo um, <laughs> uh, yeah. did you steal it off a man I mean this I mean <laughs> I feel I feel attacked um, it's the Hobonichi Techno Hobonichi Techno 2023 planner it's cool um, but at the beginning of it rather than being like no yeah no me me and the missus sat down and um, basically put like just a tick list but for the year so rather than being like hey I'm gonna you know uh uh, be an athlete it's just like hey instead by the end of the year I'm going to have learnt the katakana alphabet so oh just small stuff yeah um, but because I made a list and she made a list I have 50 something things what I must do this year that's alright though yeah yes yeah. you know I think I said this before that's that's one a week with with a fortnight off yeah which is pretty good, um, and like there's there's cool stuff in here. There's like music related stuff. There's um, actually one of the items in here. A demand from a uh, a keen listener is six Animus podcast episodes. So at the end of this, I get to tick a box. Hey, yep. But it What's also that says thing you get when you um, that thing that millennials crave when you achieve something. Uh, What's that brain chemical? Uh, I mean, I think they just want uh, like a reasonable uh, option to buy a house, like um, like a fair pay to be treated uh, with respect and dopamine. That's <laughs> not, no, none of that other bullshit. Yeah, Forget yeah. that. I can't have that. Yeah. <clears throat> Need them end dolphins. End uh, yes, I love dolphins, mm, bro. Me too. Me too. Vegan for Delicious. the end dolphins. <laughs> what? Pardon? Hmm? hmm? What did you say? No, I, was, I was just saying, <clears throat> ah, uh, it's a good list. Yeah, but there's also like drink milk beer on here. So, I mean, you don't, you can't you can't win them all. Fucking imagine, imagine leaving that book unattended. Imagine just doing that. Imagine being like, yeah, no, I trust you enough with this. Yeah. like, And I, then being failed. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, hey, like I, you know, let's talk about like spending the rest of our lives together, but I can't trust you with a book. Is that, is that where we're at right now? <laughs> 
I would say that's the basic. That's one of the the basic minimums mm. of uh, that whole agreement. Yeah. Don't poison me. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Don't force me to drink disgusting, disgusting ideas. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> oh man. I've been a poorly boy this week. Oh, sweetie. Yeah. So I'm. Um, if I, I'm just going to say if I'm an octave lower, but I don't, I don't have a very low voice anyway. But if I'm a bit scratchy, I'm a bit bugged up, that's why. I think what we'll do to compensate, we'll do the whole episode <laughs> like this. Oh, all right. <laughs> then they Sounds like a, like a fucking, uh, like a ditched character from like Little Britain that wasn't funny enough. <laughs> 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 from Emmerdale. <laughs> I don't know. It was the first thing that came to my head. Ah <laughs> oh, man, you've been uh, you've been keeping up with Emmerdale and Corey? Religiously, mate. Mm-hmm. No, no. no. <laughs> no. Oh. Why is there a new story I need to know about? Honestly, I wonder what happens when you put uh, Emmerdale uh, into Google and just search for news. <laughs> <laughs> Just mad spoilers, I reckon. Yeah, I mean, if you are an avid Emmerdale listener, I mean, maybe skip ahead like 30 seconds to a minute. All right, the latest news uh, from a day ago. Oh, wow. Emmerdale fans beg for character return as charity exposes Mac paternity secret. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's one from four hours ago. Uh ITV Emmerdale fans question whereabouts of missing character as they praise Star of Soap. But they put Star in speech marks, which is a bit <laughs> fucking rude. <laughs> like, mm, yeah. Well, you type in EastEnders and go to news. EastEnders pregnant Lily Slater to get support from a very surprising person. Oh my goodness. Lily Slater's pregnancy sent shockwaves throughout Albert Square. But how will she cope? The 12-year-old... I'm going to stop reading that. Mm. Oh, man, who would... People have to sit down and write these storylines. Why is it always... It's always kids, man. So, uh, I'm... uh, That was instantly not fun. That went from being, like, a funny little bit to, like, ah. Don't worry, don't (sighs) worry, because Coronation Street, seven hours ago, from the Manchester Evening News, ITV Corporation... Uh, Coronation Street fans ask, do they think we're thick as they point out <laughs> summer hospital blunder? Brilliant. There's do one, they think <laughs> we're thick? There's one person on Twitter just like, <clears throat> are you having us on? Are you having a lock? <laughs> nah, I'm not having that. Nah. Sorry, no. Nah. Thought we didn't see it coming, <laughs> but I've watched me Sherlock. Incredible. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. Top tier. Hmm. Just, uh, just thinking what um, Mr. Mr. Blanc would uh, how how he, how he would have put it together. How would he put that headline together? Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I, I do declare. <laughs> I believe, and I do sincerely mean this, that uh, <laughs> you think that we are ignoramuses of the brain. Uh, <laughs> I shall not have it, sir. I shall not. <laughs> Beautiful, beautiful. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen uh, Glass Onion or Knives Out, it's quite good. Do it. Yeah. Treat yourself. Yeah. Sat down and watched it recently with some mates, actually. It was quite nice. 
Do you know what, mate? I haven't seen that film since last year. <laughs> no, I should have said that like Benoit Blanc. That would have been brilliant. Do it, do it. Hey, oh, well, fucked it. No. Oh. <laughs> no, radio license revoked. And what you could do, mate, actually, if you think about it, it's not the only film we saw. So you could say we saw no, that one. You ain't seen that one since last year, have you? No, I haven't. Oh, that was good. Yeah. Bullet train, mate. Pwah. Yeah. Blaster. Yeah, love that mustache. Mm. And other mm, things that mm, happened mm. around it, I, I assume. I typed in bullet train and the first thing that came up is a video of a very young Richard Hammond doing a documentary on engineering. <laughs> Just briefly forgot that bullet trains are a thing that exists so outside of Hollywood. So the can Sen was established. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's fucking great. Fucking great. Yep, yep. Uh, me, you, the lady you live with, the lady who's trying to poison me, all sat down together, and I can tell you categorically that 70, 75% of people fucking love that film. Oh, they properly loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Almost everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love man. I thought it was brilliant. And yes, it was a bit violent, but it was violent in the way that Tarantino movies are, which uh, it's like Hollywood violence. It's like, it's sort of so silly... Uh, and over the top that it's not I, I personally don't think it's gory mm. and I hate gore I fucking hate like over the top violence and, and injuries and stuff in film it always makes me go I'm turning this off Yeah. and I didn't feel that even though it was like oh that was gross yeah it was sort of stylized violence yeah yeah I'm trying to think of like something that I've seen recently that made me go like Bleh. but I, f I, I feel like there's like there could be a film kind of like Misery you know where there's like oh. one scene where it's like um, and that will that will make your testes shoot <laughs> up into your lungs but yeah. whereas other films kind of like uh, Resident Evil where it's just like Clara everywhere and it's just sort yeah. of like yeah but it's in the fun way yeah exactly I uh, I can't remember which way around it was but Lauren was watching uh, Misery recently hmm either having read the book or she watched the film and then read the book. Right. And um, I fucking, I like, I don't know where she was in the film, but it was before that scene. Yeah. And I mentioned it. I was like, oh, dude, that's like the worst fucking, I, I can't remember what I said, but I was like, oh man, the fucking blast scene yep. is like the worst thing I've ever seen. She was like, the what? And I was like, you know the bit where she, and she was <laughs> like, John, I'm watching this film. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh my god, how did you not know? And then I think literally like five minutes later it happened. She was like, oh yeah. no. <laughs> but yeah, I fucking like completely spoiled it. Like I assumed everyone knew yeah. that that scene was a thing. Um it's like the the shot of her standing where she stands is like the cover on Netflix. Yeah. So it was like, you must have seen it. <laughs> but no. It's like, um, is it Fatal Attraction where there's like the interrogation scene where the, the lady's like readjusting her seating position? <laughs> yep, we'll call it that. Yeah, and again, without knowing, like without having seen the film, most people are like, oh yeah, that That bit, one, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or put the bonnet down. Like, you don't <laughs> have to see Con Air, but you probably yeah. know that. Yeah, there's just some films where like... Like you, you could never have seen the Matrix, but you know the, the the hand thing. Yeah. Like for for anyone that doesn't know, I'm I'm doing the. He's given me to come hither. 
Yes, that one. That's, <laughs> that's what they called it in the film. Yeah. And Neo said to Agent Smith, Come here, you! <laughs> Boy! <laughs> there, was a, there was a Matt Berry thing uh, recently that people were talking about. I can't remember what it was. Might have been <laughs> you flag something with a cliff or something, something. Your eyes are wide. Do you know? Yeah, uh, it, it was. So I don't know if it actually was Matt Berry or <laughs> if it was just someone doing the world's greatest Matt Berry impression. But someone had taken clips from the Prince Harry audiobook <laughs> and redone them either by Matt Berry or as Matt Berry. And yeah. it was like the perfect script for that man's voice. Uh, so okay. if I give you an excerpt, I'm f I feel like you've got your Matt Berry voice down pretty good. Oh, I don't know about that. Uh, uh, spare. I'm just going to Google spare. Uh, audiobook penis bit. That I think that was the bit, the bit where he talks about the, the applying the cream. Yeah, so there's um, uh, there's <laughs> honestly there's there's multiple bits about penises uh, in that book. I'm, yeah, according to this New York Post article, Prince Harry mentioned his private parts over fifteen times <laughs> in new <laughs> memoir. I'm, I'm I think I'm five hours in, uh, and there there's been a not necessarily his <laughs> penis, but penises in general came up a bit. Uh, uh, quotes from Spare. <clears throat> Prince Harry. I can't imagine there's going to be a lot of it online, to be honest. I got distracted by uh, an article from The Mirror that says, Prince Harry fans distracted as they think Spare narrator sounds exactly like TV chef. It's narrated by Harry. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Uh, uh, apparently it sounds just like Gordon Ramsay. I assume this is American fans that are just like, yeah, must be, must be. <laughs> Did Gordon Ramsay do the uh, <laughs> Harry audiobook? Okay, buddy. Christ's sake. That's it. People have never heard two posh British people talk. <laughs> <clears throat> I've got one here, a quote Go from Spare. Mm, give it me. Give me my, let me channel my inner Matt. Mm. I heard the story of what Pa allegedly said to Mummy the day of my birth. Wonderful! Now you've given me an heir and a spare. My work here is done. Thank you. Thank you. There's like a thousand words from this book, like in this article. They'd just be like, hey man, if you don't want to pay for it, like we got, we got it. Back. Yeah, you just got it. We, look, we took the book, press shuffle, but it's out there. <laughs> um, dude, that. So I. I not really a royalist don't really tend to care about the goings-on around the royal family yeah. but um uh uh twitch.tv forward slash london ranch was like hey i'm gonna listen to it do you want to listen to it i was like yeah we'll listen to it together i'm sure it'll be interesting it's like gonna be one of the best selling books of all time that will be a thing to listen to that quote there you've given me an air and a spare um mm -hmm. immediately follows on to um uh like I don't know if it's true. Like, I don't know if father really said that. Or oh, sorry, uh, papa really said that. Um, he says yeah, papa right. and mummy far Oy. too frequently. Yeah, like mummy comes up a bit too much. I just I just wish he would say mum. But yeah, he <laughs> or, immediately... Or, or mama. That's yeah, fine as well. You're pretty posh, well anything, okay. but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that one. Yeah. Um, but 
yeah, so he goes on like, an air and a spare. And, he, and he's like, I know what that that meant. That meant that if something were to happen to Papa and to Willy, then I would be next in line. Also, if anything were to happen to Willy, then uh, we'd, we'd know where we'd be getting the spare organs from, basically. <laughs> and it's just sort of like, oh. <laughs> and like a lot of the, a lot, like there is a fair bit of like rich people complaining in there. But <laughs> there's other stuff where people like, Oh, why is it like, oh, how hard is my life? You start listening to it, it's like, oh, fuck. Like, Homeboy does not get to make many choices in his life. And he is basically like, congratulations, organ donor. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm I'm not a royalist at all. Uh, but I, I fully, fully back the dude's, uh, you know, leap into out, out of the family and into the unknown. I think it's a brilliant thing to do. Um, but, like, the, the fact that he is essentially out of the safe PR haven of the royal family and out into the real world and now you see what like the Daily Mail and the Sun and all the right wing rags say about him and his wife you're like yeah can you fucking blame him yeah it's actually it's interesting like I won't I won't spoil the whole thing if people are thinking about listening to it but there's actually a bit uh, where they talk where Harry talks about the the royal spin doctors and actually there's a couple of times in his growing up where he gets basically thrown to the wolves to cover up bigger stories and things about him being like a <clears throat> drug addict and everything else and there being a drug den on the Windsor grounds, etc. Um, was released so that there would be more sympathy for Charlie Boy, you know, having to, to raise uh, a son um, who's, who's uh, or like a difficult son going through all these things um, based off the back, the back of people being like, what's the crap with you and Camilla then, eh? What's going on there? Incredible. So, yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. It's, there's like, not to get all conspiracy theory on episode one, but like, you you think of all the all the bad shit that's happening with the Tory government at the moment and, and globally, and you're like, that's what the papers are putting on the front? Like, that's, that's what we're focusing on. We're focusing on a dude and his wife who are no longer royals. Like, yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah. I think you might be shifting the view. Yeah, it's, it's funny as well because there's a lot of talk about like the paps and uh, like like bad shit that the the papers are doing and the way that they frame him and the sort of and things like that. And then you start seeing all these articles and it's like they start taking on a bit of a different light when it's like three people on Twitter think that Harry's book is a whinge and it's like, <laughs> huh, interesting. Yeah, fuckers. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, uh, I, I wouldn't go as far as to recommend it. I think you already know if you're the kind of person who would want to listen to it. It's like 18 yeah. hours. I'm like five hours in. It's, it's It has been enlightening. Um, but like I say, hard recommend. You'd know if you're the audience for it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's not the kind of thing where you're like, actually, do you know what? I didn't care, but then I did. Yeah. Yeah. But like I say, I, I walked into it not caring and then I'm, I've been surprised with... Um, Maybe caring, maybe, maybe a bit, a smidge on a humanistic a level. Smidge. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <clears throat> Harry, if you're listening, come on, mate. Tell your, come on here. Tell your side of the story. Yep. You'll get a free mug and a couple of coasters. We'll, we'll we'll hook you up. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll dig out an old hero shirt. You'll look snazzy for the paps. I've probably got a copy of Enemy at the Gate knocking around somewhere. <clears throat> Dude, that's rare as fuck. Yeah, and I've definitely got shitloads of My Six Salvation, so you can have one of them. 
Come on, he's been through enough. <laughs> Poor oh, guy. Man. Give that one to Will. He deserves it. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> hey, if you're out there anyway. and you've got a uh, uh, My Six Salvation disc somewhere, post it on the socials. Uh, name and shame yourself so we can come around for garbage disposal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway. Mm. Anyway. Mm. Should we talk about some news? It's been a mad it's been a mad one. Well, I'm uh by a mad one, do you mean a mad uh I'm gonna check when we last uploaded. <laughs> I meant like this week, but yeah, the last uh huge amount of time since we mm, mm, last mm. went live. It's mm. been it's been a mad one. <laughs> Absolute mad one since the eighth of May. Fuck, Fuck. Yeah. That long. <laughs> yeah, we should be more apologetic, is what I'm saying. Yeah, sorry guys. It's like it's like when heroes stop playing shows sort of accidentally. Yeah. In twenty nineteen. And then we look back and we're like, <clears throat> yeah. We're like Oh <laughs> whoops, whoops. sorry. <laughs> yeah. So and that was that wasn't even deliberate. That was just like one of them things. Yeah. So go on. Fuck tell me. Hell. Tell me. What's been happening? Uh we'll start with the bad news. Oh, great. <laughs> Microsoft. That's uh, yeah, the that's Microsoft what, news. Uh, what's 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 Billy been up to? Uh, definitely not winning employee employer of the year. That's for sure. Ten thousand layoffs. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Uh, probably something to do with that billion-dollar Activision deal. They are still trying to get through, which. Uh, weirdly enough, was a year ago today. Oh god damn! Did it say yeah. like what divisions these people got given the old heave ho from? Uh, <clears throat> uh, so it looks like looks like it's going to be the gaming side. God damn. Uh, this is a Guardian article, so it's all business. Microsoft, which employs more than 220,000 people, including 6,000 in the UK, is said to be contemplating cutting roughly 5% of its workforce. <laughs> yep. Um, <clears throat> wow. Uh, yeah, so Bethesda, 343 Industries, and The Coalition. What? <clears throat> That's fucking bullshit, dude. They just bought Bethesda. Yeah. Oh, are you telling me they're axing, like, everything? Like, every one uh, of those? No, just, or just, or just downsizing? Yeah, so so cuts from those three companies. Yeah. So I suspect um, they're going to want to slam them together into, like, Microsoft Gaming. Yeah. It just sucks, man. Like, it just doesn't, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. Tell like ten thousand people. That's not like a hey. We just need to. We need to. You know, <clears throat> we're we're dropping this company or we're we're pulling back the marketing budget for this this quarter. That's like ten thousand people, man. How, who fucked those numbers up? Yeah. It's just an accountant like who hasn't checked his inbox in a couple of weeks. Like oh fuck. Microsoft's such a weird company because they like um, so so so. So obviously they used to have like a, a phone division, which they just killed. Like I think they did both hardware and software, but that's gone now. Um, 
then um yeah obviously they've had some weird deals in the gaming space in terms of their own development and then they've got their like cloud services that they're like yo everybody all in all in all in and they're like oh actually only some stuff works good so maybe go hybrid half in half in half in <laughs> um it's just really really odd and yeah again big big boy acquisitions and then getting shot shot at people yeah like last year they bought bethesda for seven and a half billion which is like i don't know man i feel like obviously that's nothing compared to the activision deal but like you're gonna buy a company for seven and a half billion you better be like yeah don't worry we've we've got that money and then also enough to keep that going mm. um and it sucks because bethesda is like my favorite game developer but the fucking the Activision one, Activision Blizzard is sixty nine billion dollars. Oh, that's the funny number, but it's not funny. Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, literally one year ago today they announced the uh, the we're buying this company, and yeah. then yeah, then a year later they're like, also we need to find sixty nine billion dollars from somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> I, f I feel like that's probably. It's probably a fairly regular occurrence, though, where you, you buy in a company, you realize that, like, for the middle management people, whatever, there's a lot of overlap with people that you already have. You give them a year grace period, and they go, well, we've actually, we already have another guy with your job title, and there can only yeah. be one. Throw a sword between them and see who lives. Yeah. Fucking brutal. Yeah. But maybe you'll get, like, you'll get, like, a 343 bungee situation where actually you have bethesda proper that lives within microsoft but a secondary company spins up that seems very familiar and has a lot of the original soul of the company that uh people once loved yeah uh someone from is it the head of 343 someone from 343 just left <clears throat> halo veteran joseph staten <clears throat> a veteran of halo development at go away stop you no go oh, oh god <laughs> just let me read the article please uh, veteran of halo development at both bungie and 343 is reportedly departing microsoft blockbuster space shooter franchise once again Staten will, or Staten will remain at Microsoft, but is no longer at its Halo Studio 343 Industries. Hmm. Oof, I'm assuming it's because Halo Infinite was a fucking bomb. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't know. It's only had a game I've not played. Um, but dude, it was like the weirdest release. Like they, it was, it wasn't coming out. Then it was out, but it was only multiplayer. Yeah. And then the multiplayer kind of wasn't finished, but they hadn't really done a launch, and then six months later wherever the fuck it was then they were like it's out but like <clears throat> it landed on game pass and i didn't on like day one and i didn't know it was out yeah that's how bad the pr was yeah and it's halo I, it's like one of the most definitive game franchises yeah. ever it's, it's mad because like like halo is like a game that you will buy a console for like like i i bought oh, fuck i bought uh 360 for Halo 3. I bought a fucking um, Xbox One for Halo 5. Uh, and then Infinite came out and just like, I'm alright. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. 
mad. Absolutely fucking mad. But again, all the original promo shots and stuff we saw was all very smooth. And then all the other like follow-up um, promo stuff was like multiplayer and blowing stuff up. And it's like, hey man, I don't know if you know, but you, there's a story in the game. And that, <laughs> some of us, we like that. Can I have that? Like, I want to... Yeah, dude, if you want the story, you should just watch the new TV series. This is, I mean, you made a perfect segue to where you want to go. We have to just take one hop in between, which is a painful one. I actually, I've watched some of the Hello TV series. Okay. Um, Give us your TripAdvisor review, brother. So we might have talked about it uh, at the end of last season, just about like what we knew about it. Um, but uh, like some interesting choice. Obviously, Master Chief, very stoic character, kind of a self-insert character, but with a really gruff voice um and um like big always armored up there was a little like there was a teaser at the end of combat evolved where he took his helmet off and uh the camera's all like nice and close cut so you can't really see what's going on but actually if you like um no clip the camera and you like allow yourself to move it then you can see as the helmet comes off there's another helmet underneath which <laughs> makes sense to me uh and then in one of the other cutscenes, i can't remember which game it's from maybe four maybe five you get to see his eyes and it was a bit like whoa, whoa. um and then in uh some of the halo legends you get more of an idea of who like john 117 is and that's all cool but in the halo tv series they're like yo we get you don't worry we're gonna follow up mandalorian's been sick we understand you don't have to have a character's face so we're gonna wait all the way to the end of episode one before we take this helmet off um and yeah and then uh like this this like space marine uh not actual space marine but marine in space um uh you know uh you know follows orders in the games he's very much he's a military man it's a little bit fucking wild in halo 5 when it's like wait has chief gone off grid um whereas in this one it's like yo i'm tell you what i'm gonna do helmet comes off bun the rules fam i'm gonna get some <laughs> fucking laid and run away let's get it um yeah um so it, it reminds me of um because where this is actually going is it reminds me of uh, a post I saw when uh, Idris Elba got announced as Knuckles. Where finding out that Idris Elba has been announced to play Knuckles in Sonic 2 is the exact opposite feeling of finding out that Chris Pratt has been cast to play Mario in the new <laughs> Mario film. And I think the exact opposite feeling of watching the Halo TV series is probably being experienced by the fans of a little game called The Last of Us. John, would you like to take over? <laughs> Smooth segue. So, I've never been a PlayStation boy, ever. Never owned a PlayStation. Owned a PSP back in the day, but never owned a play PlayStation console. <clears throat> Therefore, have never played The Last of Us, because it's a Sony game. Mm. But, apparently, this cult little indie project <laughs> has quite a passionate fan base. <clears throat> I'm just thinking one or two people we know are reasonably into it. Yeah, uh, and yeah, so so I have nothing to to compare it to in terms of like, it's exactly like the source material. Mm. I don't fucking know. What I can tell you is it definitely does not suck. Fucking hey. <clears throat> yeah, unlike the Assassin's Creed movie, the 
first fucking sucks. The first two Tomb Raider films. I like the the when the reboot. I thought that was quite good. Mm. But I, th- I think like proper Resident Evil fans uh, hate the uh, the Resident Evil movies. I mean, I assume maybe we should we should tune into the uh, first aid spray reviews to to get a more yeah. in depth feeling about it. So I like the films, but but they are a different thing. Apart, yeah, apart from the first one, which is a little bit like a little bit close to the games. The rest of them are just fucking completely off on their own tangent. <clears throat> yeah. The they did a kind of straight to DVD one recently called Welcome to Raccoon City, mm. which was like a mashup of the first and second game. Yeah. Um which was good. Like actually was just a straight up action zombie movie. It was yeah. it was pretty good. Um and it was a bit sort of like survivally as well, which is what the games are. Mm. Um <clears throat> The Netflix series, probably one of the worst things I've ever watched. I I haven't watched it. I have heard very bad things. It's it's not even a case of like, it's not even a case of being like, oh well, it's nothing like the games. It's just it's properly shit as like <laughs> as entertainment. The yeah. characters are unlikable. The acting is fucking terrible. The <clears throat> it's. I won't I won't spoil the storyline, but it's it's set in uh two different timelines basically. So it's kind of like the present day and then flashbacks. Mm-hmm. And neither of those things really have a purpose. Like you see so much of the flashbacks and like but we never finished the series because it was fucking awful. But yeah. of what we watched, probably about half the season, there's so much happening in the flashbacks, which sort of defeats like there's how can i how can i sort of word this like there's nothing to fear in the flashbacks because the characters from the flashbacks are in the <laughs> show like in the main yeah. timeline i think they might be okay <laughs> yeah so it's kind of like i got nothing to worry about mm. it's yeah it it's so bad and like i say the, the characters are fucking unlikable there a lot of it's like cliched like you know there's potential for like a a very sort of modern very inclusive show which you know is is still something we don't get a lot and it's just so many stereotypes it's just unbelievable like the the uh the dad of the main characters his boss is like this big tough lesbian lady that she she takes no shit and literally it's the most like cringeworthy b-tech drama performance of what like mainstream media thinks like a tough lesbian boss would be right and it's just like oh, this is so cringy and she's we dropping f- like the most we, forgot, we remembered to write her as a lesbian we forgot to write her as a person Fuck. yeah exactly that yeah and she's like she's dropping like the the cringiest like sexual innuendos and making these really like off-color remarks that it's like you'd cut you're kind of like man i get what you're trying to get but if that was like a dude saying that you'd be like that's inappropriate and it's just like <laughs> yucky <laughs> yeah and it's like yeah i see where you were going but mm. you've you've just made her utterly unlikable and not in like a you know when you're watching a film and you're like man i fucking hate this character but mm. i know i'm supposed to yeah and you can put that down to great acting this is just like i fucking hate this character because it's so bad <laughs> <laughs> And like, yeah, I, I wanted to like it. I really did. Um, but it, it, yeah, it's got like, 
there's a guy in it that's sort of meant to be, he's like a bad guy, but he's kind of meant to be the comic relief, but there's no, there's no space in the tone of the show for comic relief. So it's just properly like, like a screwdriver in your leg when you're least expecting you. You're like, why has that happened? Why are you talking like that? Like, uh, at one point the dude gets, I won't say who, but he gets shot. And then he, it like pauses, turns to the character and just goes, dude, ow. And it's like, this is the horror series. Yeah. yeah. Why, why, why are you giving me these like super bad esque one liners? It's, um, yeah. I can see my voice is raising in the levels. I'm just so mad about that show. <laughs> yeah, we actually, it's uh, normally when you're recording things, you have like a level meter. We actually just have a hype meter. Just like, how wound <laughs> up are you getting? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I fucking hate it. Uh, but then on the other hand, you've got Rings of Power which um is kind of an odd one because it's it's based it's not really based on a book it's sort of just based on a part of the timeline mm. that exists through additional supplements and books from the world so like stuff like the silmarillion mm. and unfinished tales and stuff but what they've done is write characters within that world and within that timeline <clears throat> Um, if that kind of makes any sense at all, yeah. Um, what what I, I fucking loved it. <laughs> so I I've heard like a a really weird consistent review about Rings of Power uh, is that it's pretty boring until it's very suddenly not. <coughs> um, and I, I, I'm finding it uh, strange because a lot of people have mentioned it just like yeah, I guess we like try to just kind of slog through it because like world building, world building, slow exposition, and then suddenly it's like and the best finale of any season of anything <laughs> I've ever seen. Yeah, it's really weird. Like I can <clears throat> I can completely understand where in the series that moment happened. Yeah. Um, and going into it, those were the reviews that we'd been told was like, man, it's fucking boring and mm. it's just too much. It's too slow and there's too much world building. But from like the, like obviously going into it as a token fan anyway, helped. Yeah. But literally it was just like, this is like one of the best shows I've ever watched. Like the cinematography is gorgeous. The acting is incredible. The storylines are really engaging. Although it is quite slow, it, it doesn't, to me anyway, and I've got, no attention span it didn't feel slow it felt right for the for the pace yeah um but yeah there is definitely a moment where you're like okay we just triple espresso let's go cool cool <clears throat> so yeah anyway mm. sorry you go uh, all i was gonna say is like uh, as you know i fucking hate fantasy you know i hate <laughs> fantasy um <laughs> Uh, like that's definitely certainly for the first many seasons that that came out multiple times. Where I'm like fantasy, eh, sci-fi, yes, but my life mm. has been filled with more and more fantasy stuff recently. That's been yeah. a, a recurring theme, so uh, I might give it a spin. I'm even like at least once in the last half a year and a bit, I've thought maybe, maybe I'd think about watching Game of Thrones. I thought about it. I didn't do it, but I thought about it. Pfft, yeah. I mean, like, people are raving about House of Dragon or House of the Dragon, House of a, dra house a, of a dragon, dragon house on a hill, dra dragon who lives in a house. Yeah, um, people are raving about that, but I, I don't care. You couldn't pay me to watch that. <laughs> yeah. So, like, 
Um, like I, I, again, I've heard some people just sort of like, it's not faithful to the source material. And I've also heard like, yeah, it's just like a disservice to the original. Other people have been like, yo, it's pretty cool. Some people have been like, it's pretty hype. And then I keep hearing stuff like, you know, um, here's this uh, wedding and it's okay that... Uh, like this 50 year old man is going to marry this 12 year old girl because it's a fantasy world i'm like just don't write it just don't write that in your <laughs> yeah. fantasy world you can yeah. do that if you it's can a fantasy just like world it means it didn't happen yeah you didn't you don't actually have to put that in there isn't that cool <laughs> how you just don't need to do that <laughs> oh incredible yeah yeah so yeah and i mean i know the idea is it's sort of like old timey kind of medieval um like people and things and it's meant to be yucky but i'm like i don't know that i need that actually <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah gross um yeah i fucking no interest personally but to, to each their own yeah um I, I watched game of thrones when it was out i i watched it kind of when it came out back in the day probably for about three or four seasons and then stopped. I guess just lost interest. And then I think, I think maybe, was there 10 seasons? Maybe like the season before the final one, I, I got back into it and caught up. Yeah. And then <clears throat> was up to date uh, with the release schedule, if that makes sense, by the time the series ended. Yeah. And um, we don't need to talk about the end of Game of Thrones. Um, but... Yeah, it, like I enjoyed it, but not enough to to a watch a spin off or b go back to it. Yeah, this is a pretty weird thing. Like you get you get very very different types of fan bases. I never hear people talk about the finale of Breaking Bad. Like I think there's a general feeling that uh, like I'm not talking about El Camino, the last sort of two episodes of Breaking Bad. I think there's a general feeling of that was a very satisfying ending, but nobody talks about it. Whereas for um, Game of Thrones, <laughs> I know I know all the details of all the surprising betrayals and everything else. Like, do people just not give a fuck what happened? It it was just like the worst. Like, <clears throat> there there has to be like a, a university like study, like mm. a piece on Game of Thrones was everywhere. It was like the most popular show in the fucking world. Yeah. Until the very minute that final episode ended and then it just dropped out of public <laughs> nobody talking about it no more literally like it, it went from being like the biggest fucking show on tv to just like the 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 disappointment and the failure of that last season but last episode was mm. just so powerfully bad that it just was just like and we are done but yeah. move on to something else um like it was just shit just like, I mean, people are probably still going to watch it, so I don't want to say what happened. But, like, it, I, I don't know. It, the only way I could describe it is it was, like, the writers were, like, hey, guys, right, we're going to write the final episode. And then they all got sick. And then the T-boy had to come in and, based on the ideas he'd heard through the door, finish the episode. Right, how do we make this spicy? All right, these <laughs> two seem like they're getting on. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's fuck that up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it just just uh yeah a, 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 like they they the writers i'm assuming wrote house of the dragon as well must have been so stoked that that succeeded yeah. 
<laughs> like no one's going to talk about the ending anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like we've got no more source material to betray. We get to do our own thing, like yeah. we're allowed. <laughs> But, and I know you were going to move on to something else, but before we do, whilst we're talking about adaptations of other material into the uh, world of television series, since the last time our show has aired, the best adaptation of any video game into a television series has also aired, as I'm sure you know. And I don't even need to prompt you to tell you which one I'm talking about, because you're thinking about it right away. So you can say it in three, two, one. What? Yeah, we'll both say it together. Like, three, two, one, Edge Runners. Avatar. Yeah. Edge Runners. Yeah, of course we haven't. We haven't, have we? We haven't done a yellow episode. Yeah, I think maybe maybe we should do a whole fucking episode. Fucking, yeah. Just, like, bang a spoiler warning on it and just... Yeah, just go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking... Little spoiler for our episode about Edge Runners... It's fucking great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I'd give that a high score on a rating platform. Yeah. I enjoyed it with my eyes, brain, ears, and whatever senses were available to me at the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, where do we where do we start? Well, we start by sh- giving it its own episode. Yeah. But yeah. if you haven't fucking watched it, whether you're a fan of the game or not, doesn't matter. It stands on its own two very large, strong feet. Yeah, I think uh, there will be an episode some point this season. We'll figure out when it is. We'll signpost it. Get caught up between now and then. Uh, that gives us a good excuse to watch it again. And uh, oh. <gasps> we should get other people on. We we'll should talk do, about it. Yeah, yes. we should do it like the Hebejesis Hebedibda episode. Yeah, round yeah. table. Yeah, yeah. That sounds good. And like... Uh, Laurie's seen it all and she fucking hated it so I think she should be there too the perfect candidate yes but but she hated it not because she didn't enjoy it right uh, I think she hated it because she enjoyed it yeah I mean I can understand that uh, there's a lot of reasons to be sad about it <laughs> and you'll find out about them this season in Animus Edge Runners. Yeah. Do we just do we just call the show Animus? Do we say Animus Podcast? It's confusing now that we have multiple things yeah. under the umbrella. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Let's call it the podcast. Yeah. Let's start putting little people under the umbrellas. Yes. yes. Um. But yeah, it has it has been a good. I I actually haven't watched Arcane, which don't be mad at me because oh. you told me to watch it when it came out. But that seems to have. Not that it really makes any sense, but that seemed to have started the trend of bloody good video game spin-offs yeah. or, or uh, TV and film representations. Yeah, I think um, I think although probably not related to each other, um, I think that there's this feeling that maybe studio execs are having where it's like, hey, what if we did like a an adaptation for the fans, <laughs> like? The Witcher and like, like Arcane, Edge Runners sounds like Last of Us, because when we do that, they say nice things that make more people watch it. That's like that's the odd thing I think about Halo, or just just bad adaptations in general. Like, you have a fucking fan base right there. Yeah, you don't need to market 
as this film or this adaptation as hard as you would a standalone IP. Yeah. So just do it for the fans. Yeah, it's it's really weird because it's just sort of like, yeah, but they've already heard this story. And they're like, and we're like, yeah, that's why we want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> I know I like it. There's people who watch the same fucking episode of Friends over and over and over again. Give me some different camera angles and some people with rippling abs doing the same thing I saw in CG. Yeah. Poggers. Exactly, like, because you can say you're like, okay, we're taking this this game that's maybe got three or four, or this franchise that's maybe got three, four, five games in it. Mm. We're going to turn it into one movie. Yeah. Just do it. At, do just literally deliver the game in movie format yeah. for the first one, yeah. and then for the second one, when you've got them, fuck around. Yeah, exactly. I think even now, dare I say it, you could try and tell other stories in the same universe without yes. being like hey let me <clears throat> fuck with the canon it, it's it stressed me the fuck out like there's a there's a show called blue exorcist or our no exorcist where they did season one and then hard spoilers but season two actually goes back to about like say there's 24 episodes it goes back to six, episode 16 retcons the end and season uh two episode one is effectively episode 17 because basically what had happened was the manga wasn't finished, so they wrote their own ending, and then they decided to follow the fucking manga. I'm there, like, I enjoyed the story you showed me first time, not knowing that you lied to me. Now I don't know which way is up. So I just dropped the whole fucking show, even though it was really good. God damn. Yeah, I can't, I can't be dealing with, like, messy canon. Yeah, well, that was, the, that, was the, that was what happened with Game of Thrones, is they ran out of books. But the book series is still going, and the show is over, but the final book's not out, yeah. which means. How did that happen? Either, either the or George R. R. Martin doesn't have a lot of work to do because it's been done for him. Yeah. Or they won't match. Yeah. <laughs> I think the only time where I've heard of it going well is again anime stuff. There's a show called Full Metal Alchemist. Full Metal Alchemist. Um, and in Full Metal Alchemist, they uh, they did exactly the, the thing where they like they're writing parallel to the um, to the manga, and then manga runs out. Oh no, we'll just do our own thing. When the manga got finished, they're like, we're gonna do the whole show again from the beginning. <laughs> so there's just a I'm not sure if it was the same studio or another <clears throat> studio. It has many of the same dub cast, and they just took it from the top. And it feels like two totally like alternate reality versions of the same show. But people respected that because at least it was like, okay, but that's that's two shows. There's not like weird dovetailing into sex. Yeah. Like maybe this is the real thing. Maybe this isn't. Um, but it got away with it. I'm going to say something a bit yucky now. Okay. For all of my canon issues with Halo, uh, the TV series not being actual Halo, I think in the moments where I was able to look beyond what it wasn't, I think there's actually a good show in there, uh, but it's fucking difficult to find. <laughs> I think I think if somebody's never played a Halo game and they sat down and watched the Halo TV series, they'd be like, "This is pretty good sci-fi." Um, but if you come in with any kind of or like pre-established love for the thing with the logo mm. that you are approaching, um, then you will have a <clears throat> rough ride. Yeah, it's it's odd. I was listening to a podcast. 
last week, I think, called mm. uh, Play, Watch, Listen. Mm. Play, Listen? Yeah. I think it's Play, Watch, Listen. And it's basically a bunch of people that work in the games industry talking about video games, talking oh, about yeah. playing it, talking about making them, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I think that's what it's called. Um, sorry, gang. Talk amongst yourselves. Um... Uh, yes, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, so it's um, a game writer, a voice actor, a game director, and a game composer. Cool. And uh, they were they were talking about kind of off the back of the Last of Us sort of rip roaring success, um, and we're really edging this Last of Us conversation because we still haven't landed. <laughs> on it. Um, <clears throat> but they, they they talked about the Halo um, thing. Mm. And there was a couple of big Halo fans on the podcast that were like, there's so much lore, there's so much, like, so many storylines to, to, like, to get into and deal with. And uh, one of the guys was like, but is there? Because the average fucking Halo player doesn't know what the storyline is. They they just play... Bang, 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 bang. Yeah, they go to their mate's house party in 2004 and play multiplayer. Like, sure. That's how I got into Halo, and I don't, I don't know the fucking storyline. I just know how to drive a warthog and shoot at my friends yeah. and it was kind of one of those moments where i was like okay i kind of understand what you mean by that but right. like there's not like there is a definitive storyline but there's sort of enough space that, that... yeah i think i think there's enough space for some people and i think the, the yeah. i think um i think what you're describing there is kind of like is there like a more casual player like somebody who's like kind of into it. Like, oh yeah. yeah, no, I played Halo a couple of times. I enjoyed it. I'll sit down and watch yeah. the show. And maybe that's a bigger portion of the of the fan base than the um, than the hardcore fans. Mm. But I think even just like the moderately hardcore fans, just the people who just like played through all the campaigns, haven't read the books, etc., etc. Yeah. They kind of knew what they were in it for, and they at least knew what characters they were expecting to see. Yeah. Um. So. I think as well when you have like core tenants of something like you know exactly like here is the main character this is your like icon of the series what do you know yeah. about him he's a big ass fucking dude in space armor what he does not take off and he does cool badass things to mm. save the earth yeah and when you just don't <laughs> have that many of those elements there it's a bit like yeah now one of the things that they did say was like well it's a prequel He's not that guy yet, which is cool. But these are the kind of things that happen in this TV series. Where it's just a bit like, this would have come up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, the way they described uh, Halo and the impact that sort of Halo multiplayer had on um, gaming was that it launched the era of the bro gamers. Okay. So, yeah, like, yeah. being a video game fan pre two thousand and one or two thousand, mm. was like you were shunned. You weren't cool. It was just like a, a lame thing to do. And then post Halo, it was like, yeah, that's a thing where you do with your friends. Yeah. Like, um, and it's kind of like, do you know what? That's actually bang the fuck on. Like, yeah. um, but, but then again, how many like uh, LAN party kind of games were there that was like easy to jump into? Um, pre Halo, I don't. I, I feel like I think what they're also describing there is the fact that like it was the like combat evolved one the the like Halo combat evolved was like yo we figured out how to do the shoot real fucking good and everyone was like 
you didn't like you did the shooting really good <laughs> yeah. um, uh, but two it was like a, it's like a land party staple i mean i get that like so is quake so is original unreal tournament but like like having it on console just made that shit easy yeah yeah um yeah interesting like I, maybe i'll give halo a, a punt because I, I wouldn't really consider myself a halo fan i've played most of them um but i don't know i fucking think about the storyline i don't really care about the games i just play them kind of because they're halo yeah um the fact that they're all on game pass seems insane to me like yeah. the fact that it's just like yeah like one of the biggest franchises ever just have them Seven. if you want yeah. it um <clears throat> so yeah so m maybe i will go into it kind of uh as a as a neutral observer like yeah. i'm not swayed either way the um oh now when you say you go into it are you talking about the tv series you're talking about the the games uh, the tv series yeah yeah i'd say that, i'd say it's worth it but um it reminded me like i like a while back i sort of dropped in the discord and was asking people i think you included about doing like yo let's just fucking play the halos back to back to back to back to back oh uh, god yeah yeah that was a while ago it did not come off i think that was when uh, the animus podcast twitch uh mm. channel was all was all was one um but now if i go to do that i'll be copying my old man because he's been he's been banging through the Halo games back to back to back to back no with some way. of the, some of the boys that he used to work with. Incredible! Yeah, You're doing it on stream. Uh, I assume about so. To get a new subscriber. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I bet you, my old man starts streaming. At least ten people will be hype as fuck. Absolutely, Twitch partner in a week, mate. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Easy, <laughs> easy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So go on do it uh, let's talk fucking about it let's it. talk about the fucking last of us so you tell me make sure prepare to visit today set up a free trial for now tv get the first episode in so i've not done that so tell me about the last of us you monster mm -hmm. oh, man, it's so good it, it's uh the first episode is about 75 minutes long mm. um and i think from from interviews i've seen that was meant to be the pilot and episode two and they were like before they released it they were like episode like the pilot needs more so they cut a bunch of filler from both episodes and jammed them together which is why it's longer yeah and <clears> does that mean it feels like super tight and very very good yeah yeah um it's only one episode out they're doing it like weekly release mm. but i have never felt so invested and so like terrified for a character's fate than i did in the opening sort of 30 minutes of that show like and again this is coming from someone who's i, I don't know anything about last of us i've never played it i've the only time i've seen it streamed was when viper played it my first ever first ever time i watched a viper stream mm. um and it was just this handsome ginger guy screaming uh <laughs> a bunch of zombies that were chasing him mm. um also, I watched the same handsome man. Uh, I think uh, fighting a lady in some kind of uh, storage place with shelves seems like a good game. Nice. Hmm. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. Fucking think about the characters or the storyline. But man, I was. That was it straight away. Like the fact that it's Pedro helps. I'll be real with you. Yep. That really is one Convenient. of the anchors. Mm-hmm. 
but it, it's just so good and it's it's so well shot and it's it feels very real it feels like you're actually watching it happen it doesn't feel like you're like oh, i'm watching a bunch of people on a sound stage or like I'm not sure, go away siri i wasn't <laughs> talking to you um <clears throat> yeah it's just it's, it's bloody brilliant it sounds bloody wonderful um, yeah it just again like i can't I don't know if it's faithful to the original. The reviews seem like it is. Good. Um, but yeah, it's just bloody good TV. And mm. I think that's missing from a lot of adaptations. Yeah. Like at the core of it, it doesn't really matter if it's close to the original or not. It has to be good. Like it has to be an entertaining thing that you invested in. Yeah. I, I um, feel like I feel like it's a delicate balancing act because it has to be. You, ha you have to make something that appeals to the core fan base. But you also have to make something that is just good it has to be <laughs> yeah and i don't think everything actually lends itself to an adaptation um no and that's actually something that came up on that podcast as well i'll mm. let you finish and then i'll no i mean to be, that was that was really i feel like you know the fucking what was it battleships movie people like hasbro were like <laughs> we gotta milk this ip get rihanna on the phone yeah. <laughs> um yeah it's just just because you own it doesn't mean you have to do it you don't have to but go on, what were you going to say? Um, yeah, like, so Assassin's Creed, for instance. Mm. The, the film had the potential to be brilliant. I can't, I can't imagine a more bland and pointless adaptation of anything. Like, you took all of the things that are fun and enjoyable about Assassin's Creed and forgot about them. Yeah. Um, uh, on, on Playwatch Listen, they were talking about Bioshock and there was a kind of should they shouldn't they I don't know if they are maybe they are making a Bioshock series I don't know okay. um, but there was like some people were saying like would it be good like would it is the thing that you enjoy the gameplay or is it the world because if it's if 90% of the thing you enjoy is the gameplay then it won't translate to yeah. to TV like the, the Uncharted film they were saying like why the fuck did you make that like what? Why did you make an Uncharted movie? Like it's got, it, there's no, bears no resemblance to the games. Yeah, I think people were very upset. We may have even talked about this before. People were very upset, just like you could just cast the people who already do this. You can <laughs> yeah. do it. What is what is Tom Holland doing here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it, it's difficult because I guess for everyone. The thing I think about video games is that everyone's experience is different mm. because you, for the most part, are essentially the character in that game. Yeah. Like, even if you're not, you are the one experiencing it through your own life's lens. So mm. a game that means, a you know, the entire world to someone might mean fuck all to someone else, even though the game is the same quality and the same build and the same blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, so it's sort of difficult to translate unless there's like a very clear cut story. Mm. Um, it, yeah. It's sort of, how do you turn that into a thing that pleases everyone? Um, so like for, for instance, edge runners like yeah. has nothing really to do with the video game. Yeah. And that, that, <laughs> that was exactly what I was thinking. Like if you took V's story and turned that into a TV series or a film, it'd be a bit like, what? Like I'm sure, I'm sure we'd enjoy it. I'm sure it would look very, very pretty. But it, you'd mm. probably walk away feeling a bit like, okay. Whereas Edge Runners, same yeah. world, same setting, same time. 
very different people. Yeah. You could even have the events of one <clears throat> rippling into the other. And that would be satisfying. Um, but yeah, just just yeah, yeah. I'd say if you can if you can take the world and you can have cameos and stuff like there's a there's a national treasure tv show like the nick cage films uh which um, <laughs> yeah my old man's been watching it and apparently um this whole thing's been set off in motion and apparently uh on the end of the phone sometimes some guy is talking to nick cage you never hear nick cage but he's like steering <laughs> the story much like the limitless tv show i don't know if you ever watched that but um uh yeah the little the little pills the i can't remember z p t yeah. whatever it was um like that that's the core premise and the effects of bradley cooper's character spills into the show um and oh, without cool. hard spoilers you might even have more than just the uh, uh effects of the events other things could happen too yeah, mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. yeah like yeah i mean i mean we don't work in television so we don't know the amount of fucking work and pushing and pulling and and juggling that it takes to get a story and a script that x amount of people are happy with and then translate that script into a finished product and then turn that finished product you know like it it, it, there's so many missing pieces so many different pieces that go into it yeah but those Um, people cancelled firefly so they're fucking idiots (laughs) Yeah, fair point. Yeah. Um, but like, even like, uh, say for instance, like my, my favorite game, Dishonored. Mm. I'm trying to think like, would would the events of Dishonored make for a good series or a film, or would it make more sense to have a new person in that world because the world itself is fascinating, mm. and that way you're you're kind of pleasing the fans, but you're leaving enough space for new people. But you're also leaving enough space that you're not disappointing anyone if you don't stick to yeah. the exact thing. Yeah, and I feel like like you have like prequel options for stuff um, where it's just like this whole thing sets up so it's like, ah, and then you find yourself on the shore handing the gun to the person for the start no. of the video game or something like that. And that can that can work out nicely. But, it, you know, any kind of... You could take a minor character that you uh, see in a video game and give them their own story, and then that intended or unintended crossover will feel very nice. Yeah. I'm trying to think what other, like, big... Like, not series, because obviously series are a very different medium to, to film. But, like, there was a World of Warcraft movie. I was a massive WoW fan as a kid. I still casually am now. Hmm. I couldn't tell you what happened in that fucking film. Have you I seen that fucking ones... film? Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> I know I know that it was the, the bad the good guys from the game and mm. the bad guys from the game. Can I fucking tell you what happened? No, because I think it was shit. They did a fight. They did. Wow. Probably a big one. Yeah. 2016, not even that long ago. Mm. <laughs> uh who was in it? Uh, but to be fair, mate, we're still back in our twenties back then. Any reason? For fun. For fun. <laughs> Thanks, man. Appreciate that. You monster. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. As I say, like, it's, <clears throat> it's easy for us to sit here and be like, why did they do that? But like, you, 
you fucking you don't know there's so many so many different opinions um in in the making of like a a, a, a single series of something yeah that you know you, you this the the guy that writes the screenplay and the producers and the studio heads and the director and the like fucking yeah so many people have to agree on a, a single focused thing before you can even get going but what is the point of having a podcast if you can't be an armchair executive producer yeah exactly what the fuck why doesn't everything just play out like the last of us exactly <laughs> is it nice when the things that you like uh, are exactly to your taste yeah and that's the thing is I didn't know what to fucking expect going into the last of us at all I just knew that people were about it yeah and I'm sure, I'm sure there'll be people that are like, well, they cast the, the mm, I don't think this actor looks like that character. It's just like, okay, well, if that's, if that's the one thing you think they got wrong, then it is a 10 out of 10 yeah. show. We've done pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That's it. That's my ramble. If you haven't watched The Last of Us, do it. Treat yourself. It's blooming good. <sighs> if I might. Well, hang on. So is it coming out? You're telling me it's coming out weekly. Yeah. And how many episodes are we anticipate? <clears throat> Nine, I think. I might watch it in say seven weeks' time <laughs> when it all fits <laughs> nicely enough. in a trial. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised they didn't release two to begin with. That's usually what. What? Excuse me. That's usually what. Um, what streaming services do when a new a new show's coming out. Mm. You drop two so people get the chance to binge it, but then they're hooked for the next, you know, however many. Yeah. I've actually I've got I've got a few like actual like live action human TV shows on the go. Um that I um I'm kinda like part way through right now. I've been like dipping in and out of Broadchurch and uh, The Rookie. Bloody good show. Yes. Uh, and also, there's one that's named after a town, which I forget all the time. Banshee. Broadchurch. Banshee and Broadchurch, <laughs> both named after their places. Uh, both with some kind of law people, but very, very different shows. Uh, Banshee's yeah. got Anthony Starr looking like <sighs> sex on, on legs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I assume Banshee came first, um, but I can see why they were like, yeah, this is a man who, when he wants to play crazy, could probably play crazy. Yeah, 2013, mm. the first series came out. So, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, That's a comic book graphic novel, or is it not? Have I made that up? Oh, I don't know. Is that another thing? Uh, it, it may well be, but uh, that's not what I know it from. I just knew that uh, I saw a few clips uh and i think i've made that up sorry okay um but yeah it's good um yeah all all three of them are good but i'm just sort of dipping in now because i i don't watch that much like telly telly you know yeah, yeah, that's yeah. fair enough uh i don't think we're watching what we're we watching at the moment um we're finished rings of power I've uh, still got a little bit of the last, the, the first episode of Last of Us to go. Mm. We cut because there was a week. We were just like, let's just let's not binge one episode. Let's just watch it in little bits, mm. um, so that we're not like 
waiting the full amount of time. Yes. Um, <clears throat> we're actually watching because it's always it's always nice to have like a, a main thing, mm. and then it's always nice to have like a light-hearted thing that's kind of like you can you know maybe stick it on when you're having some food or you haven't got much time. Uh, we're watching James May, Our Man in Japan. How's he finding it? Oh, it's so good. Like, I, there's something about stupid British travel shows, like uh, Richard Iod. I thought you were going to say Hammond. I was like, you just like Top Gear, is what you're saying. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? R- Richard Iod? Uh, Iowadi. Sorry, thank yeah. you. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, I didn't clock the first time. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in, I'm in. Uh, yeah, he, he did a travel show um, where he would go to different places and each episode would have a different comedian on it. Um, and that was that was absolutely brilliant. Mm. And then the James May one, I think he did one in Japan and then one in like Italy, I think as well. Mm. And the Japan one is great because it's just he's so incredibly British that it's just such a terror, sort of, such a hilarious sort of juxtaposition. Yeah. Um, what's he What's he been seeing so far? Bloody loads of stuff. Uh, he had a professional snowball fight. Very he nice. Went to, he went to see a J-pop band at seven o'clock in the morning. Apparently oh, there's like a, a type of, uh, there's like venues basically that open for commuters in the mornings. So Sounds on your way to work, incredible. you can go and see a boy band and then go to the office. I assume it's like um, idol shows that they put on and stuff yeah. like that. Cause like lots of like local uh, people. Yeah, that's cool. Um, he drove around uh, or walked around should I say in a Gundam um, like you do as you do yeah uh, he went to a penis festival which cool. was good um, how did you just think about do? it second huh what is that is that where you'd like to go well Japan I mean yeah, yeah. Um, uh, he what else did he do he went to uh, one of the cities that reopened just outside uh, Fukushima. Okay. Um, and met a man that moved back there and opened a restaurant. And I very bluntly was like, why did you open a restaurant here? There's no one left. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else did he do? Uh, I don't know the word for it, but there's like these restaurants or bars that fit like five people. Right, yeah, yeah. Like you go in and it's like a cupboard. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, he was saying that like it'd be a really interesting thing if you were traveling alone and you know didn't have an entire camera crew with you. If you were feeling lonely, you could just go into this tiny little warm place, grab a beer, and just be shoulder to shoulder with strangers. Yeah, which the, the sounds sh- terrifying. But the show uh, that I, I'm sure I talked about um, when I got my like COVID shot, um, I stayed up like I couldn't sleep. I was just like <laughs> like feverish as fuck. Um, yeah. And I uh, stayed up watching a show called Midnight Diner. And it's exactly that. It's just a very, very small sort of restaurant uh, bar. Only a handful of people can sit in there. It's about those interactions between uh, those people. Yeah. It's on Netflix. Banger. Yeah. Um, but in general, uh, tourists, not very welcome. <laughs> or British tourists, specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's really good. There's, it's, uh, I think... There's two seasons, one's in Japan, one's in Italy, mm. both about six episodes. Um, but it's really good. It's really, really good. Um, uh, the last one we saw, he went uh, <laughs> he went train spotting with a couple of uh, dudes mm. uh, that were like the biggest, most passionate train spotters ever. Um, and he met the guy 
called Minoru Mukaya, who is the guy that writes all the jingles for Japanese train stations. Incredible. Uh, and he writes James his own one, and it's it's so incredibly Japanese. This yeah. like three second jingle. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yeah, he's like he's written. Uh, what was it? He is. Uh, the former keyboardist of a jazz fusion band and the producer of the train simulator series of Japanese video games. And I bet you, like, this isn't like power simulator, grass simulator, goat simulator. This is like, yeah, yeah no, you're going to learn Legit. how to drive a train. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he has written around 200 melodies for over 110 subway stations around Japan. Wow. He's like the guy. If your train station needs a jingle, He's the guy you go to. Yeah. What a job. What a job that must be. Oh, so good. Imagine that as well. Like, you know, stations uh, been, uh, it's like being constructed probably two, three years in the making. Like a lot of work, a lot of infrastructure. And it's like, hey, <laughs> it's time. We need exactly three minutes, uh, three seconds of music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't, I didn't realize like, you know, I, I just assumed that it's that twat keyboard, was, right? Well, no, maybe there was just like one. Yeah, there was like one jingle. I didn't realize that each station had their own mm. one, and people were like fans of like specific jingles. Yeah, it's fucking great. I bet there's a CD with like <laughs> 200 tracks, each of which yeah. is three seconds long. Yeah, I remember at one point watching a Twitch streamer whose follow sound was like the subway sound in Tokyo. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, that's so good. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I'm Ugh. like, I'm thinking about the stress. Okay. You have been put in charge of compiling the complete works of this composer for every single station in, is it Japan or Tokyo? Japan. Japan. What order do you put them in? <laughs> oh fuck yeah oh my god you it like at that point because it this they're effectively samples you will have created a like you will have created a song a very long song by the end, <laughs> yeah. but um, you would have curated a a unique piece of music all of its own yeah you'd have to leave huge gaps so people are like this is a different one from the last yep. one um yeah, I guess you'd do it in uh, in release date, wouldn't you? I don't know. You might listen to it, even if it's like alphabetical. You listen to it, it's like, oh, I don't know. How well does do it, it flow? In, maybe you start in one location and then you just yeah, you just follow the route to like the final destination. Oh, mate, that would probably be like I guarantee for the people who are like into it, they'd be like, oh my god, you chose that route. That's amazing. You yeah. probably just buy it as different EPs in different like travel orders. Like different, like like the Northern Line EP. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, fantastic. Wonderful. Fantastic. There was a few things that you sparked there for me. I was thinking, like, you mentioned about Gundam. i got a few Gundam things I want to talk about. Uh, obviously, uh, Tokyo. Tokyo Vice is fucking incredible. And you mentioned about, like, little Japanese restaurants. And that made me think of an interview with uh, Ken Watanabe for his restaurant uh, with Chris Broad. And there's all things we should talk about, but... This episode is currently about 80 minutes long. That's probably 
a comfortable spot. I would say, I would say we have covered much ground. Yes. It started, I felt like a little bit like breaking the ice at the beginning. I thought, hmm, whole first episode, we might take a little bit to get back in our stride. But it felt like an animus episode towards the end. Yeah, 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 we got there. Mm. I started shouting about stuff, so we're bang on the money again. That's it, cut the check. Mm-hmm. I can see in my in my camera thing, my, the color has left my face. So I don't I don't think I was as on the mend as I thought I was. Just well, noticing how pale I am. Well, thank you for gifting all of us the last ounces of your energy. I appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm definitely not about to take a pee break, fill up my water, and then start streaming. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and again, if people want to see you live on the internet, not like, I mean, they, they can maybe, when they listen to this episode immediately after you'll be streaming, there's a good time to check. Where yeah. would they go? Twitch.tv forward slash Johnny Hawkwind. Hell yeah. And this new series that you're doing, uh, or at least new game that you're dropping into, sorry, my apologies. Um... <laughs> Is this uh, is this is this the beginning of your uh, journey through uh, forty thousand? Uh, yes, this is my uh, my pledge to the God Emperor. Wonderful. I am <clears throat> I am I am forever in his service. Uh, yeah, I, I like uh, people mocked me, right? My fans they laughed. My mm -hmm. friends they 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 jeered, but I said. I was getting into Warhammer, mm -hmm. but just not the miniatures. And everyone was like, nah, you will. And I was like, no, I won't. And they were like, mm, you will. Mm. And yet I still haven't. It is like week one. two and you do have one. But hey, that's it. That's all. Just the one. Just the one. But it was, okay. So it was the little one. Just it like, was a like a smidge of crack. But, but no, though, because what Tell it me. is, is... So the miniatures, you you have to glue them together and paint them. Right. Well, you don't have to, but that's the that's the thing. You mm. glue them together, you paint them, and being able to glue them together kind of means you can customize. Right. This is just a little like pop the little pieces out, clip them in. It's just a little red plastic dude. That's it. It's not meant to be painted or or fucked with. So it's more just like it was cool to have the box. Mm. 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 And the keyring, and the copy of White Dwarf. Yeah. Another game? Yeah, another game. Yeah, but I've I've been I've played the games before. Like a, I, one of my all-time favorite games is uh, Dark Crusade or Dawn of War, Dark Crusade, which I which is like an RTS base builder, um, which developed my love for, for RTS games. Mm -hmm. um, and then I played Space Marine when that came out on 360. Um, and then recently I played. Uh, Necromunda Hired Gun, which is kind of like a sort of like a mix between Doom and Fallout. It's just like a very, very fast run and gun mm. in a sort of undergroundy steampunky kind of world. Um, which isn't 40k, but is Warhammer. I don't really know the law. I thought it was, but apparently it's not. Mm. Um, and then today we're going to play some Dark Tide, which is like a online shooter, I think, by the sounds of things. Mm. Sort of like a sort of like Call of Duty, but 40k. But yeah, I, just, I don't like I. I don't. I just don't care about miniatures at all. It, it doesn't interest me. Painting doesn't interest me. Mm. Spending loads of money certainly doesn't interest me. Um, yeah, the the paint the the painting feels stressful. Like the people I know who are good at it, are like very good at it, and I'm like, yeah. Bah, ah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I can I can sort of see the if you are an artist and you are a painter and you're interested in that, I can sort of see how that would be like a very relaxing hobby. Mm. Like you're just like I've had a shit day at work, I'm just gonna sit down, put some music on and paint for an hour. That'd be really nice. I am not that person. I <laughs> Uh, absolutely not. Um, we'll have a four-hour stream uh, for you if you want to watch people snipping things out of uh, runners and clipping them together. Uh, exciting. Yeah, four hours for the second stream, like over on Twitch.tv forward slash Longlong Rancher. We've been building Gundams and that less painting, more just snapping stuff building, together making, yeah. and making dick jokes. So you should spend all your money on that plastic, my guy. Yes. Yes. Probably not, but yes. Yes, but I definitely get what you mean about the idea of it being therapeutic. Um, but I feel like as soon as the paints come out, that's got to go out the window, surely, because one little, one little flick of the wrist, yeah. and that's it. But yeah, I, d I don't know. Like the world is interesting me more than anything else. And yeah. Like I'm, I'm on my third, third book of a of a series now, um, uh, audio book, should I say? And I'm powering through. Mm. Um, and they have a like a Warhammer Plus app sort of subscription thing, which I think on launch was supposed to be like the Netflix of Warhammer content. And I think they forgot that you actually have to have content. <laughs> uh, I'll do so, it. Yep, yep. Yeah. So it's mostly like painting tutorials, lore videos. Mm. But the 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 big selling point was supposed to be original animation. Right. There's six lots of animation on there. Two of them are fan projects that are on YouTube. Mm -hmm. One of them is an original one, but is free on YouTube. And three of them are uh, are original that are just exclusive yeah. to the to the subscription. So it's kind of like from from what it it sort of seems like this was a soft launch, and then 2023 there's going to be like a shitload of original content. Mm -hmm. So I will probably get that subscription then because it looks like there's quite a lot of cool <clears throat> animated stuff on there. Um, but not enough to uh, to not enough to to warrant like another fucking platform subscription yeah. at this point. Yeah, to be honest, I'm surprised that they're not like based on what you've just described. I'm surprised that they're not just like uh, drop it for free. I bet it's a central hub to keep people continuously interested in our product, and then just sell them stuff in the app. Like, hey, you're you're enjoying watching the. Uh, uh, Space Marine battle to uh, take over the world. Here's the kit of this character that you yeah. really like. Yeah, it's it is an odd thing to put it behind a, a paywall Pay and yeah. also not to have like a free trial, yeah. which is sort of the done thing for subscription platforms. Mm. Um, but <clears throat> yeah, like I say, I'm guessing it's uh, I'm guessing it's a soft launch because there's not there's not enough on it. Like like I say, if you're into painting, then there's shitloads on there. Yeah. But because there's like tutorials and how-tos and, and uh, miniature like I think they're called battle reports which is basically like here is two people doing a battle yeah. um, but if, you, if you're not into that and you're just into the lore then there's, there's just like not enough there mm. sorry you were like that's a good point to end this episode and I was like cool so anyway and the thing is as well you made me think about like other game manufacturers having their own platforms thinking about better ways to monetize their <laughs> product <laughs> <laughs> that also might be a standalone episode yeah I think that's something to, to talk about uh, next time uh, totally unrelated if you haven't listened to it yet all of Campaign Zero of Animus Adventure is available on 
all of your favorite podcast apps. Search for Animus Adventure to hear specifically D&D content, totally unrelated to the thing we were just talking about. It's good, though. I think we told a nice story. Yes, we did. Yeah. Many, many, many friendships were made and yes. ended. Yep, yep. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you, John. <laughs> Thanks, man. So that's it. I'm going to see what happens when I like just kill the music. Because the settings I've got says loop and fade. So if I just kill the music, is it going to just stop dead? Ready? Oh, shit. That was kind of sexy, man. Fair play. Hell yeah. Well, we could have done that. In fact, I'm going to put it back on. And then it can fade out at the end of the episode. Um, yes. So, um, you want to say bye? See you next week, boys and girls. Tutty bye. Thanks for listening. Thanks for coming back. We love you. Sorry it took us so long again. You know what we're like. Don't take it personally. Maybe there'll be an episode next week. I'm excited to find out. Take it easy. Bye. You have to say the thing. Oh my god, I forgot my own catchphrase. Yeah. Peace.